Welcome to another episode of Investing Compass. Before we begin, a quick note that the information contained in this podcast is general in nature. It does not take into consideration your personal situation, circumstances, or needs. So, Shani, before we started this episode, we were both trying to give ourselves a little bit of energy to get through this Mm -hmm. because I feel like we're both dragging today. And (laughs) part of that is, well, I guess to go back, we've been going to the gym together. We have, yeah. We've been doing a class called Body Pump, which is... It's very embarrassing, by the way. <laughs> they play music um, to get you through a thousand reps in 45 or 55 minutes. With this like strange little bar thing that you, you know, you get to choose what weights you put on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, well, this week, I don't know, those two classes this week were really bad. They were. They were really bad. There's this woman. So we generally go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm -hmm. On Monday, there's this woman instructor who's crazy and yells at us. (laughs) What if she listens to this? She's not going to be listening to this. She's not going to be listening to this. And we didn't say which gym. No. So there's probably a lot of crazy female instructors that (laughs) teach classes on Monday in Australia. And then, yeah, the Wednesday guy. That's probably my favorite one. Okay. I feel like he takes us, it takes it a little bit easy. And then the guy on Friday makes fun of us because we hide in the back of the room. So, yeah, we and, have a spot. Exactly. It's behind a pole so no one can see us. It's right by the door, too. <laughs> so we can, we can escape if we want. But anyway, what are we going to be talking about today, Mark? Okay. So we're going to answer a question Can you create a portfolio with one trade? Yeah. So, I mean, there are some investors that enjoy the deep dive into financial reports. They, Revel in the anticipation for earnings season and have Excel spreadsheets that they visit multiple times a day or hopefully share site on Morningstar Investor. There are others that understand it as a necessary action to protect and grow their wealth and just want to be told what to do. And the good thing about capitalism is that it caters to consumer demands and wants. So we've seen different investment products pop up in the recent past that cater to the crowd that want to invest but want to outsource most of the process. So this includes micro-investing apps, model portfolios, diversified ETFs. These are just some of the solutions that the financial services industry have created. In May of 2022, there were 1.8 million Aussies using micro-investing apps that offer ready-made portfolios for investors, depending upon a certain risk or return profile. And this basically just says there's a demand for simplicity. There are many investors who do not enjoy the process of investing, but they love the outcome. This is not always new investors, but it might be seasoned investors that are transitioning into retirement that want to spend less time maintaining their portfolios. So regardless of which camp you sit in, there's something to be said for a simplified portfolio. Over-monitoring and trading can lead to detrimental outcomes to investor portfolios. We've seen this through our Mind the Gap study that looks at the difference between investment and investor returns. This study has been conducted since 2010, quantifying the impact of investor behavior on investment returns. And there are a few insights from this study. More volatile funds had larger gaps, and this correlation makes sense. When there's volatility, it causes fear and nervousness in investors and leads to redemptions. Another insight is generally big pivot years for the markets lead to poor timing decisions. What this means is that investors sell after a bear market and buy after a bull market even though one of the most well-known investing adages is to buy low, sell high. 
We all know this, but in practice, it's very different when emotions come into play. It's played out during the GFC for U.S. investors, where the gap widened even further. We saw a lot of panic selling at the bottom, and that, of course, meant that people missed out on a dramatic rebound. All right, so what was the actual gap? The gap between investor returns and investment returns was 2% in equity-based funds and 1.44% in alternative funds. So the lesson we can glean from this is that over the long term, switching in and out of funds and investments is usually to your detriment. Another large consideration is fees. Many of these model portfolios and investing apps come at a cost. Flat administration fees and management fees are placed on top of the fees of the underlying investment products. The result of fees on top of fees is, of course, poor outcomes for investors. So Mark, in an age where many Australians are looking to invest, but a growing number have no interest in the art, is there an answer? Like everything to do with investing, it is not clear cut. Investors who do not want to build a portfolio from scratch must walk a tightrope between scalable investment solutions and portfolios customized for their goals. Adding to this, the complication of managing a suitable asset allocation strategy within the constraints of investment accounts and brokerage, especially with small balances. You don't want to end up in a situation where you're investing $500 a month across five ETFs and three equities. Ultimately, every investor's situation is unique and there is no one-size-fits-all answer. But Mark, this doesn't mean that there aren't ways to simplify investing. Exactly. So constructing a portfolio can be broken into blocks. Instead of individually seeking out exposure to asset classes, as a cook, this would be the equivalent of pasta sauce from a jar, but adding in some chili peppers and, in my <laughs> case, a lot of salt, and <laughs> then uh, making sure that it actually is to your liking. And the technical term for this in investing is a core satellite portfolio. But this strategy was theorized way before the investment industry evolved to offer retail investors so many multi-asset options. Core satellite portfolios revolve around the premise that passive investments can do most of the heavy lifting and they're there to make up the core of your portfolio. The satellite is where you concentrate exposure, mostly to active managers or active bets that you think will add value. Now, the industry provides ready-made cores that help investors with lower balances that don't diversify as easily. There are multi-asset funds and ETFs. The name on the box really explains what's inside. They are collective investment vehicles that contain multiple asset classes. And multi-asset funds have different objectives to normal funds. We can see this through benchmarks for many of them. One of the most common is real return. Real return funds look to achieve a percentage return above CPI. Then there are multi-asset income funds that focus on generating income from different asset classes for investors. There's also multi-asset funds that focus purely on capital growth. And although this does not translate to the same amount of relevancy as a custom portfolio that you have created based around your goals, it is one step closer than just chasing a benchmark return. But there are exceptions to the rule. So Morningstar's managed fund and ETF coverage includes the Vanguard Diversified ETF range, consisting of four ETFs with um, differing risk profiles. So there's balanced growth and high growth. They're awarded a silver medalist rating and the conservative is awarded a bronze. So this is one of the exceptions. These funds allocate a set percentage to an underlying set of passive funds. So one trade into the Vanguard Diversified High Growth ETF gives exposure across asset classes, sectors, and styles. It gives 36.5% exposure to Vanguard Australian shares, 26% to Vanguard International shares, 16% to the hedged version, 
7% to the Vanguard Global Aggregate Bond Index Fund, 6.4% to the Vanguard Smaller Companies Index, 4.9% to Vanguard's Emerging Market Index, and 3% to Vanguard's Fixed Interest Index. (laughs) Well done, Mark. The management fee is 0.27%. And if investors want to invest across all of these funds, they can do so with just one trade. We mentioned that they were they were a silver medalist, and the reason that our analysts like VDHG, which is a fund, is that they believe it is an efficient way to access a well-diversified portfolio of securities across different asset classes, regions, and sectors. And that sounds exactly like what a multi-asset fund is supposed to do. Exactly, Mark. So there isn't really much to say about the strategy as it's just an allocation to underlying passive funds. The goal of the fund is to beat the weighted average benchmark of all the underlying passive funds. And if we look at managed funds, which, of course, are Shawnee's favorite investment, (laughs) the pool of multi-asset offerings widens. The disclaimer with managed funds is that they usually require a larger initial investment, but additional contributions do not attract fees or brokerage in most cases. Petrol's diversified real return fund earns a silver medalist rating from our manager research team. The fund is heavily weighted towards cash as at 14th of March 2023. The fund's mandate allows the manager to allocate anywhere between 0 and 100% in each asset class, and that allows them to decide where the opportunities are and doesn't force them to allocate to asset classes where they don't see attractive opportunities. It's a classic example of a real return fund, meaning that they're aiming to achieve a percentage above inflation to maintain the value of the capital and then grow it. In the case of Perpetual's diversified real return fund, it aims to deliver CPI plus 5%. And it should be noted that this is a very different approach from the Vanguard product. Real return strategies are designed to lower volatility. Because it's actively managed, our analysts, of course, have more to say about the strategy and the goals of the fund. And they say the benefits of a twofold return-seeking and risk management approach make Perpetual's diversified real return a fine choice within a flexible cohort. So let's go into this a little bit more. That was some good good analyst speak, by the way, in that quote that you just gave. It was just a... A lot of something. A lot of jargon. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's the quote we picked. So <laughs> the person who wrote the quote, who's our analyst, Michael Malseed, mentions that they use a few different implementation methods to skew the risk and reward of the fund. And one of them is hedging. So capital preservation and protection is really important in the fund. And they adjust between varying exposures in their asset classes to ensure that this is at the center of their strategy. He says that this has led to exceptional downside protection, but also mentions that the managers aren't afraid to take risk to generate strong absolute returns when it's appropriate. He mentions that it is shown in the risk-adjusted returns relative to the category benchmark. All right, so there is a caveat to this, and we've mentioned this a few times. It's that managed funds do typically require high initial investment. The silver medalist rating is attached to the fund's Z-class, which is a $25,000 minimum investment with a management fee of 0.35% and 10% of the outperformance capped at 1% per annum. Sorry, I don't normally correct you on those things, but it's not <laughs> Are you gonna Z say Z class, it's <laughs> Z class in Australia. So just uh, wanted to throw that Sorry in there. Sorry about that. Morningstar Investor is built for investors by investors. It provides independent research and data on over 40,000 securities, tools to build and maintain an investment portfolio, and investor education resources to support you, regardless of where you are in your investing journey. Explore opportunities with our monthly global best ideas. Explore our ETF model portfolios. 
plan better with two years of dividend forecasts for ASX-listed stocks, and stay informed with independent thought leadership. We've built tools to help you construct, monitor, and maintain your portfolio, including our Portfolio Manager, integrated with one of Australia's leading portfolio tracking tools, ShareSight. Morningstar has been empowering investor success for over 35 years. We're passionate about your outcomes and are here every step of the way as you achieve them. Take out a free four-week trial to access our resources. Find the details in the episode notes. So if you have a smaller balance and you can't meet that $25,000 minimum investment, they do have a fund available through Perpetual's Wealth Focus Investment Advantage platform. And the minimum investment there, initial investment, is $2,000. It's important to note that because of the fee difference, the silver medalist rating does not apply. And the fee is extremely different. So it's almost 1% more at 1.1%. And then if you add in indirect costs and other fees, it pushes it up to 1.24%. Which is huge. And we've spoken before about how large fees can have a huge impact on your return outcome. If we look at a quick example, $100,000 with $1,000 additional investment per month over 20 years with a 5% return. Yeah. And I I wouldn't pay 1.24% for anything. No. If if I had... Personal access to Warren Buffett to manage my money. I don't think I'd pay 1.24%. I probably would. Okay. Well, anyway, speaking of the fees and the impact of that 1.24%, the Class Z Shawnee would be $637,000 and you would pay $34,000 in fees. So if it's the wealth focused platform version, the investment would be valued. At $559,899 after 20 years, and he would have paid $111,000 in fees. Yeah, it is a significant difference and shows why we need to be wary of fees when investing in managed funds and ETFs. And we need to be honest about the fee. The goal is to deliver 5% above CPI. When you include the fee, it would now be delivering returns of 3.76% above CPI. That's a significant difference and shows why we need to be wary of fees when investing in managed funds and ETFs. But if we look at multi-sector investments in general, there are a few downsides to these sorts of portfolios. And one downside of this set-and-forget portfolio is that it makes it a bit harder if you need to switch your asset allocation as the need arises. Rather than simply putting new contributions into underrepresented asset classes to alter your allocation, you really only have one option. This option is to switch the whole asset allocation into a different risk profile. And this results in a taxable event, which can impact your investment return. And there is no free lunch. So everything that's worth doing in life requires effort. And although there are some simplified solutions that investors can look at for their portfolios, they still need to do work. Monitoring and maintaining portfolios against across long time horizons and ensuring that they're still fit for purpose. For example, investing in a 90% equity portfolio at year one of a 25-year time horizon will not be the right investment when you're at year 24 of that 25-year horizon. These portfolios offer an alternative to apps or platforms with multiple fees attached and can help investors by offering a core portfolio. Multi-asset vehicles are a great way to take a large piece of work off your plate or a jumping off point for new investors. Regardless of these diversified options, it's important to understand that they do not cater for your situation over the long term and do not take your goals into account. Your goal might be income, it might be low volatility, it might be capital growth, Managers don't take this into account. Custom portfolios that you monitor and maintain will. 
And the good thing about investing is that there is a multitude of products and platforms and strategies that you can go out there and pick one that's the right approach for you. The bad thing about investing is that there's a multitude of products, platforms, and strategies, and you can get confused and overwhelmed. Simplifying your portfolio to one ETF might not be the right strategy for you due to the inflexibility of the asset allocations and not a match to your individual risk capacity. The right balance between simplicity and customization may evolve over time depending on your interest in investing and the needs of your portfolio. Ultimately, the goal is to invest. Multi-asset investments can provide solid, pre-diversified building blocks for investors that have no interest in picking individual securities. All right, we made it. Mm-hmm. Another episode in the book, Shani. Exactly, yeah. But thank you guys very much for listening. We appreciate it. We would love any questions or comments. If you have specific questions for us, my email address is in the podcast notes. Thanks for listening. Any advice in this podcast is general advice or regulated financial advice under New Zealand law prepared by Morningstar Australasia Proprietary Limited and or Morningstar Research Limited without reference to your financial objectives, situations or needs. You should consider the advice in light of these matters and any relevant product disclosure statement before making any decision to invest. To obtain advice for your own situation, contact a financial advisor.